It's time for Forward Nation Radio. Now here he is, the host of Forward Nation Radio, David Leventhal. Welcome to Forward Nation Radio. I'm David Leventhal. Thank you for joining us for today's show on the latest on Trump's totalitarian takeover of this country, moving at lightning speed. Yes, Trump's totalitarian takeover of this country. Or as Susan Collins would have it, Trump edges closer to the point at which he will start being chastened by her vote against impeachment. That's right. He is on the cusp of actually acting like a human. Thanks, Susan. Anyway, before we get into today's show on the totalitarian takeover of America, or the latest on the totalitarian takeover of America, I'd be remiss to not talk a little bit about the coronavirus, which also seems to be taking over at quite a rapid pace. As of the time I'm recording this show, we are now, we have surpassed the 76 thousand mark of people who have been infected by the coronavirus at least 34 of whom have been confirmed in the united states 2249 have already died from the virus or as united states commerce secretary wilbur ross says oh this just keeps getting better and better although I do have to point out, maybe a little churlishly, that for some reason, the economic boon that uh, the Commerce Secretary of the United States has promised us from this global pandemic hasn't seemed to have actually happened yet. No, so far, actually, the economic impact seems to have been kind of bad, except for those of us or those of you filling up your SUVs. The price of gas has come down because... Nobody's traveling and no products are traveling anymore or being made or anything like that. Way to go, Commerce Secretary, another star of the Trump administration. Anyway, as of the time recording this, it appears that the coronavirus has now begun to make its leap around the world, going from epidemic to pandemic, as I've been referring to it now for at least a week. Yes, not only the United States, but other countries around the world are starting to see cases there aided in no small part by the United States having released a cruise ship, its passengers, without knowing whether or not they were infected. Yes, the United States government, the United States agencies designed to protect our health and the health of the world, decided to release those passengers from their cruise ship without knowing whether they were going to spread the virus. Turns out, and this is going to really shock you, I hope you're seated for this, they're spreading the virus. Who could have seen that one coming? Anyway, it's not all bad news, of course. We've learned in the last couple of weeks since I spoke about the virus, we have learned that the president, for once, actually has a plan to fight this. Yes, oh, his commerce secretary is going to be really pissed. But Trump has a plan. Uh, not with the Centers for Disease Control, of course, the CDC. Not with science, of course, because he's been attacking both of those things since, well, before he became the president. No, Donald Trump's plan to fight it is, drumroll please, warm weather. That's right, warm weather. Donald Trump says, that's what we got going for us. That's how we're going to beat this thing. Yes, since we always try to look on the bright side here at Forward Nation Radio, here's the bright side. 
the Republican Party may finally begin to accept climate change. You know, now that it's such a good thing, Donald Trump could say, yes, if only we had more climate change, we could beat this virus even quicker. Yes, the president of the United States, the so-called leader of the free world, his plan to combat this virus, aside from firing all the people who might combat the virus, is warm weather. This is a reminder, as everything we see in our lives under this administration is a reminder of what happens when government does not work. When government fails to do especially its primary job of protecting its citizens, let alone its almost primary jobs of supporting its economic and social interests of and political interests as long as we're there of its citizens. None of which, of course, is being done under Republicans and under the Trump administration. Gosh, I'm reminded of this as this goes on of Ronald Reagan. Or I'm sorry, Ronald Reagan. You know, the you always have to do that when it's the cult leader. Uh, Ronald Reagan, the hero of the Republican Party. Remember the man who famously told us, ha, he was such a he was such a cute guy, such a way with words. Uh, he told us how the nine most terrifying words in the English language are I'm from the government and I'm here to help. <laughs> That's so cute. That lying, worthless sack of fucking human shit really had a way with delivering a line, didn't he? Yeah, that's why he was a lousy actor before he became a lousy president. But yeah, the, 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 I'm from the government. I'm here to help or, is terrifying language to people who are dying and desperately in need of a life preserver or people who are being evicted from their homes or all the other things that's happening to people because government hasn't been doing its job to protect them. It is also, of course, a reminder of what happens when government works poorly. Well, that's related to when government doesn't work at all. But I, I want to. I, I read a couple of things in Harper's this week that I just thought I had to. I had to share. Uh, an Illinois teenager, according to Harper's, was arrested after walking into a Walmart wearing a sign that read, "I have the coronavirus." Okay, I'm not sure we should be arresting fucking morons, but okay, the guys are fucking moron. Like he's a teenager, so I guess I, it comes with the territory. They're allowed a little bit. But he was arrested, apparently, after walking to Walmart with a sign that said, I have the coronavirus. Do you know who was not arrested? American televangelist Jim Baker. Yeah, we won't even go into Jim Baker's story past. It says something about America. Certainly, it says something about our evangelical community that that piece of shit is still apparently a televang televangelist. But anyway, Jim Baker was promoting a liquid silver solution that he claimed could eliminate the virus in 12 hours. He is not in jail. He was not arrested for lying to people about a possible uh, antidote solution to the virus. You know who else, by the way, isn't in prison? And I don't mean to minimize free speech and free speech concerns. And I am very reluctant to talk about ways that we should be 
minimizing free speech. Although, given what's been going on in this country over the last bunch of years, I am less reluctant than I used to be. I've talked about this a lot on this show. I won't go into it now other than to say that I don't see how this, how a so-called democracy continues to survive when people are allowed to spend billions of dollars lying and, and spreading lies to the American public. An American public, they can't tell the difference. But anyway, I understand those free speech concerns. Nevertheless, you know who's not in jail also? Fox News. Fox News is not in jail. Rush Limbaugh's not in jail. Oh, in fact, he's a recent Presidential Medal of Freedom recipient. Sean Hannity's not in jail. Tucker Carlson's not in jail. Laura Ingram's not in jail. All the lying sacks of shit around this country that are destroying this country are not in prison. But thank God we're all safer because we've got that stupid teen arrested. Anyway, speaking of government and government doing its freaking job and why we need one, Donald Trump and the fact that we are very far from that at this point. Uh, The latest news in Donald Trump's continued push to take over this country as a totalitarian leader to completely end legal political oversight of his reign. Yeah, it is that bad. Let's start with the latest to just come down the pike here. The U.S. intelligence agencies briefing the House of Representatives about the fact that Russia, a foreign adversary, is trying again to steal the 2020 election. That is right. A foreign adversary adversary is doing what many commentators are describing as an act of war against the United States of America in putting its thumb on the scales of a U.S. presidential election, according to our intelligence agencies. And Trump is pissed. Yes, Trump is absolutely pissed. Not, of course, you know where this is going, right? You you all know where this is going. Not, of course, for the fact that Russia is trying to steal an election. Because, after all, it's trying to steal an election for him. Like, you know, for the second time. Donald Trump, the president of the United States? I I think the United States. Yeah, I think he's the president of the United States. The president of the United States is really pissed at our intelligence agencies for telling Congress. In other words, I know you've all heard this, but it's worth hearing again. The President of the United States is pissed at U.S. intelligence agencies for trying to address Russian efforts to steal the upcoming U.S. election. It's not just the presidential election, of course. It will be the Senate, House, everything else. He is so pissed about it. Well, how pissed about it? Susan Collins, I think, is is coming out probably as we speak right now with a statement saying that she's pretty damn sure that Donald Trump is pretty close to learning from this. Yeah, he's he's going to be pretty chastened about this, right, Susan? Up for re-election in Vermont, in Maine, rather. Uh, people of Maine. If you have any fucking brains at all, send this piece of shit packing. But anyway, um, Donald Trump is so upset at U.S. intelligence agencies for trying to protect United States electoral integrity, whatever's left of it, 
that he fired the interim director of national intelligence, Joe McGuire, for having the nerve to actually do national intelligence. You know, intelligence being something, obviously, in every situation Donald Trump is strongly against. In fact, the entire Republican Party is against any manifestation of intelligence. They don't do well when there's intelligence. Joe McGuire, a Trump appointee, of course, on an interim basis, at least according to experts, had some experience and some qualifications for the job of Director of National Intelligence. Not so the guy that Donald Trump has named to replace him. Also on an interim basis, maybe a very interim basis, but I'm sure that the brain trust of the Trump administration, and by the brain trust of the Trump administration, I mean, I don't know, I guess an intern at Fox News. Uh, Donald Trump has put in Richard Grinnell. Richard Grinnell, very interim basis, in large part because it sounds like he is such a, a hack that he might not even get through the Senate. If, he were, if Trump actually tried to appoint him. Yes, this Senate. The Senate that absolved Donald Trump of his many crimes that led to impeachment. This Senate. This guy is so bad, we expect, would not actually confirm him. He is a Trump lackey, which of course is not a problem for the Senate. He is a complete and utter hack, which of course is not a problem for the Senate. He is essentially, as several people have pointed out somewhat humorously, an internet troll. The new director of national intelligence is essentially an internet troll for Donald Trump. I guess the problem, of course, for Republicans is he's just too damn obvious about it. He also happens to be, by the way, the ambassador to Germany. A position at which apparently he will be staying while he is director of national intelligence. Now, if some of you think, boy, that sounds like a lot on your plate, I would say, (laughs) Uh, congratulations and good morning. Welcome to the Trump administration. Because in the Trump administration, there's actually no problem holding two jobs, maybe even more than two jobs. Because after all, you're not expected to actually do anything other than repeat whatever the president says or do whatever he tells you to do because he pulled it out of his ass. So it really doesn't require a whole lot of effort. Right, Mick Mulvaney? Mick Mulvaney, Donald Trump's chief of staff, who also happens to be the director of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. That government agency that was reigning in Wall Street banks that Elizabeth Warren is still properly taking credit for. At least, you know, when it works under a government that cares about governing. That's just two of his three jobs for Mick Mulvaney. Or, I don't know, there's always Jared. As an example, Jared, who could take on so many jobs in this administration without even having security clearance or, you know, any discernible brains or competence or talent or anything. So the problem isn't that he's going to do director of national intelligence while being the ambassador to Germany. The problem, of course, is that he has been named to be director of national intelligence, a post that he will not be doing. Just so that you're aware, in case you miss this, of what the Director of National Intelligence is and does. The Director of National Intelligence is actually a position that was created post-9-11. Post-9-11 being the operative words. The position was created to protect 
Americans. So having someone who can't do his job in a job where you're supposed to be protecting Americans might be something that might disturb some of us. Some of us who you know are capable of basic simian thought, of course. But of course, if you are someone who doesn't have the basic brains of, of your average simian, in other words, a Trump supporter, you might say, well, why do we need intel when we have Donald Trump's ass? Which, of course, gives us way better intel than our intelligence community ever has. You might wonder why the President of the United States would possibly take the risk of subjecting the American public to a terrorist incident or great, a great security failure and maybe massive deaths that weren't even perpetrated by Boeing or one of our other corporations. Um, that, again, is, is hearkening back to a better time where there was accountability in this country. This is the Trump administration. This is the era of Fox News. If tragedy does result, if there is an intelligence failure that results in the deaths of many, many Americans, that's okay. Donald Trump and Fox News will just blame the Democrats. You think I'm overstating this? You think I'm kidding? This is what goes on. He doesn't have to be worried about protecting Americans because he doesn't have to worry about protecting his, his, his reputation or his ass. He's got Fox News for that. He's got lying for that. He's got the whole right-wing media sphere and a bunch of the stupidest fucking morons ever put on the planet. It doesn't matter how many people he kills. He'll blame it on Obama. But that's okay. I don't want to make a big deal of this whole Russian interfering with our election thing, of course. Because, you know, as we've been told throughout the Trump administration... If the American public has a problem with what the president of the United States is doing, well, the American people get to decide. We could just vote him out of office in 2020. Let's just ignore the fact that like with impeachment, what we're talking about is specifically the denial of the American people the ability to decide. Hey, wait a minute. I just thought of something. I don't know why I didn't think of this earlier. This is simple. It's brilliant. You know, of course, the Democrats had a debate a couple of nights ago, and I will address that in a show very shortly. Of course, the whole point of the debate is we're trying to figure out who the hell has the best chance to beat Donald Trump. Well, who has the best chance to beat Donald Trump? It's, it's simple. The Democrats should nominate Vladimir Putin. It's obvious. We should have thought of this before. I mean, first of all, he's a billionaire, possibly the richest man in the world with all the money he's stolen out of Russia. So he could finance his own campaign, no problem, the TV commercials. But they're wondering who could beat Trump. Who better to beat Trump than the guy who's responsible for putting him in there in the first place? So let's move on from this to one of the other really fun news items of the week uh, of a totalitarian nature and Donald Trump taking over America. And that is Donald Trump's latest grants of clemency. Lots and lots of grants of clemency to mostly white-collar criminals and Donald Trump ass-lickers. Yes, that's what it is. The law is Donald Trump. The law is showing your loyalty and your subservience to Donald Trump. We do not enforce the law against people who support Donald Trump. When will Americans start getting the message here? That's actually really what's going on. Let's start with the four white-collar criminals that many of us know and hate so well. Let's start with Rod Blagojevich, the former governor of Illinois who sold a Senate seat. 
That's right. Rod Blagojevich, I think, put up Barack Obama's Senate seat on eBay. No, I'm being told he didn't put it up on eBay, but it was close. He blatantly reached out and said, I will sell the Senate seat. I get to appoint somebody. I will sell it to the highest bidder. Unbelievable. Well, this from a guy who extorted a children's hospital. So really nothing's all that unbelievable. Or as Donald Trump would have it when it comes to selling a Senate seat. Uh, is that even a crime? I mean, seriously, selling seats in the United States government, that can't be a crime, can it? That's what Donald Trump does all the time. More importantly, of course, for Rod Blagojevich, he was on Celebrity Apprentice. So forget the fact that he's one of the biggest low-life losers on this planet. He was on Celebrity Apprentice, so he helped make money for Donald Trump. So, you're free. Cleared. And then there's Bernard Carrick, the former New York City police commissioner, and, I'm sure, totally coincidentally, Rudy Giuliani's bitch. Yes, Rudy Giuliani's boy, Bernard Carrick, who Giuliani had nominated several times, advanced for advancement, and then all the word got out about how big a crook this son of a bitch was and continues to be. Oh, no, I'm sure he's reformed at this point now. He's learned his lesson, as long as everybody's looking at him. So Bernard Carrick, Giuliani's uh, police chief and bitch, and I guess that's Donald Trump uh, continuing to make sure he buys Rudy Giuliani's loyalty. Then, of course, there's Michael Milken. Michael Milken. Yes, an outstanding human being there. To, to give you an idea how outstanding Michael Milton is as a human being, watch the movie Wall Street if you haven't yet watched it. Go on, I'll wait. Wait. Oh, no, I'm being told that you can actually put this on pause while you go watch Wall Street. Or better yet, wait for the end of the show, then go watch Wall Street. Michael Milken, known as the Junk Bond King, that really tells you a lot of what you need to know, was an, probably still is, an incredibly rich financier who is Donald Trump's kind of criminal. A criminal who already has it easy, who has no necessity involved in his being a criminal whatsoever, who's just fucking scum who wants more. A man with no ethics, no decency, no moral compass whatsoever. His list of crimes is a pretty long one. Lots of fraud against lots of different people. Selling junk to people, which led to a major recession in this country. In other words, why did he get convicted of anything? And then, of course, there's Edward DeBartolo, the former owner of what was it, the San Francisco 49ers? I don't know, some football team. Uh, hey, just by being an NFL owner, you probably deserve to be in prison. But um, yeah, Edward DeBartolo, another example, like all the others, about. People, in this case, he covered up an, ex an attempted extortion there, uh, trying to get uh, tax benefits, surprise, I think, from the people of San Francisco. Another guy who managed to commit crimes not to feed his sister's starving child or to help pay the rent, but to have just a little bit more 
than the guy with the hundred foot yacht parked next to yours. Okay, so we're left to ask ourselves at this point with the Trump administration, how long until white collar crimes are no longer crimes at all? Donald Trump just issues the edict that says, as long as you are wealthy and can defraud people with less than you, why not? That's called doing business. We also had this week, moving on to another area of, uh, well, touching upon Donald Trump's totalitarianism. Big news of the week, of course, was Attorney General uh, William Barr on Donald Trump's tweets regarding his interference in the Roger Stone case. Roger Stone having just been given, what was it, about uh, 38 months or something, 40 months, uh, when the prosecutors had originally asked for seven to nine years, according to the sentencing guidelines. And then uh, Donald Trump ordered that it be reduced. In case, again, you've been living on some other planet for the last week or two. And the Attorney General of the United States uh, went and had it done. Changed what the uh, what the U.S. Justice Department was asking for, uh, leading all four prosecutors on the on the case to quit or to quit the case. One of them to actually quit his job. I assume the other three will be jumped, drummed out pretty shortly. But William Barr is not happy with the president of the United States, at least according to the media. William Barr pointed out that Donald Trump's tweets are making it impossible to do his job, and they are disruptive. And the media is talking about this as a schism within the Trump administration. Well, maybe at some point there's going to be a bit of a schism here, but this is not a schism. And what Barr did is not evidence of a schism. And seriously, when is the media going to learn not to, to chase the, the, the smelliest tail that goes in front of its face? The media is really going to have to do better than this. But anyway... What happened, of course, is that William Barr, uh, right after Donald Trump tweeted that the Justice Department should go easy on Roger Stone, William Barr went easy on Roger Stone. Well, William Barr, for some reason, has taken some criticism about being Donald Trump's bitch. Well, he doesn't like the fact that he's getting that criticism. Mind you, I do not believe the problem here. There is absolutely no evidence of the problem. In fact, on what planet are you if you think the problem here is that William Barr has a problem being Donald Trump's bitch? He has been his bitch since before day one. Before day one being the reason there was a day one in the first place. Okay. William Barr, again, doesn't like the fact that he was shown to obviously be Trump's bitch. Couldn't you let me be your bitch without drawing attention to the fact that I am your bitch? That's the problem here. William Barr, as part of his self-serving statement against the president's tweets, said, I had independently made up my mind to do this even before he tweeted. Now, there's, it's possible there's some truth to that, by the way. There's no independence, of course. There's no truth to that. But William Barr knew what the president wanted, and he might have, being a, being a good, loyal lackey and ass kisser, he might have anticipated and done it before he was actually ordered to do it. But make no mistake, of course, that's what he was doing. This, of course, has led a group of more than a thousand former Justice Department officials to write a letter demanding Barr's resignation. Oh, here we go again with the letters that don't ever seem to work because the problem is 
Anytime anybody does anything in writing, that rules out all of Trump supporters. You can't reach any of them if you're going to write it down. That's a problem. This whole thing reminds me, this is, this is like years ago, um, Fox News, uh, on, the, on Donald Trump's favorite show, The, the Three Morons, uh, what is it, Fox and Friends in the Morning. I think it should be called The Three Morons, of course. But at one point, one of the morons read on the air Republican talking points. Now, you might be listening, saying to yourself, wait, that's what they do every morning. Yes, of course, that's what they do. But the mistake that he made that was so comical was that he read the fact that they were Republican talking points. He read on the air, I'm going to read to you now the Republican talking points. So his, the, the, the female, one of his colleagues, uh, the one who might have had a portion of gray matter, looked at him like, you moron, we're just supposed to read the talking points. We're not supposed to read the part that says we're reading the talking points. That's different. Okay, it's it's not the problem again, to be clear, is not that these people are Trump's bitch. They just don't like attention called the fact that they are Trump's bitch. And it's really time for the media to start getting serious and start getting on top of things. Like hopefully enough American voters are doing. So. All these examples of corruption, government not doing its job, government just being Donald Trump as Donald Trump continues to consolidate totalitarian power. Um, We've also learned several things over the last few weeks about why it is so important for Donald Trump to make sure he is the law. I mean, yes, of course, he he would have been impeached and thrown out of office and convicted if he weren't the law. We have learned in just the last couple of weeks To some extent, again, just more ammunition for just how corrupt and how big a criminal this son of a bitch actually is. And I just want to talk about some of the highlights from recent events. The first one, you might have missed this, was that the Washington, D.C. Attorney General filed suit against the Trump inaugural committee for shoveling money to Donald Trump. In other words, this is the way our campaign finance system doesn't work sets up an inaugural committee to get all the slush funds, the under-the-table payments that you can't give him directly. And then the inaugural committee takes it and shovels it to Donald Trump. They did this, in part, through overpaying for hotel space. Overpaying at Trump hotels. You know, like Trump charities do. Overpay at Trump hotels. So that he can make money off of not only people buying government, but people giving to charity. Also, foreign bribers. Foreigners, foreign countries committing bribery in the United States, bribing the president of the United States, are doing it through overpaying at Trump hotels. Mohammed bin Salman, anybody? There's a reason. There's several reasons we can't take on Saudi Arabia, but that's certainly one of them. Also, In case you missed this, Donald Trump, who promised to protect Medicare and Medicaid, has been at war on Medicaid since he started his presidency, has now come out and suggested possible Medicare cuts in discussing his budget proposals. Let's be clear. He is cutting health care for senior citizens and other people who are desperately in need of health care. Because somebody needs to pay 
for hundreds of billions or trillions of dollars in tax cuts to rich people such as himself. And if some people are going to have to be sacrificed on the altar of, I don't know, maybe the coronavirus so that Donald Trump can have a little bit more, well, people stop being so selfish. It's time to stop thinking about yourself and like the president of the United States, start thinking about Donald Trump. Donald Trump has also, in the last couple of weeks, finalized rules to strip the environmental to strip environmental protection from streams, wetlands, and other bodies of water. Yes, to strip environmental protection from streams, wetlands, and other bodies of water. Because after all, in 2020 in America and the world, the one problem we have is that our water is too goddamn clean. This, of course, will help fossil fuel companies. Because after all, one of the problems in 2020 is that the fossil fuel companies are not doing well enough. And it will also help farmers, at least those farmers who exist by poisoning the environment. And when I talk about those farmers primarily who exist by poisoning the environment, we're talking corporate factory farmers. And those corporate factory farmers who are probably putting out of business, old McDonald and actual farmers. You know who else this will help? Turns out it will help the real estate industry. Hmm, real estate industry. Why is that ringing a bell? At, oh, maybe this is why it's ringing a bell. It will also help Trump golf resorts. That's right. Trump golf resorts appealing to millionaires and billionaires will now be able to spoil your water to a greater extent because you don't want to put those billionaires out, do you? The agency itself, Environmental Protection Agency, was said it could not predict how many miles of streams and acres of wetlands would lose protection because of this. They cannot predict what the consequences of this action to remove environmental protections from our water would be. In other words, the EPA was sharply narrowing the reach of a landmark environmental law. An environmental law, by the way, which is the reason that New Yorkers can now jet ski, sail, and whatever on the Hudson River whereas we couldn't for decades. But the EPA is sharply narrowing the reach of a landmark environmental law without understanding the consequences of what it is doing. And thus, we have government, Donald Trump style. But quickly before we leave, government, Donald Trump style, I'd be remiss if I didn't point out Judy Shelton, Donald Trump's nominee to the Federal Reserve's seven-member Board of Governors to basically govern our financial system. Why is it important to raise the name Judy Shelton? Even Republicans are saying, I cannot believe that he could nominate someone so spectacularly unqualified. Someone with no abilities to govern. Someone who is an outspoken proponent of the gold standard, which no adult continues to believe in in the world. But who, in fact, has all the necessary qualifications. She is a longtime Donald Trump bitch. As I guess, we're all going to be soon enough. 
Oh, God. Anyway, that's our show for today. I expect and hope to be back soon, very soon, with the show on the most recent Democratic debate and a lot more than that. Thanks for tuning in. Take a look for our next show and shows beyond that. Be well. You've been listening to Forward Nation Radio with David Leventhal. 